Welcome to this week's edition of Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. I am the sidekick Dylan Waugh. I am the John Cleese to Ken's Eric Idol. It's going to be a pretty funny one today. But now, for something completely different, we'll be talking about the Stanley Cup Final. Because uh, it's finally here! We had a sweep and then a, uh, well, not a sweep. But anyways, check us out on Twitter at HockeyNoFiltered, Ken underscore Campbell 27. Of course, at underscore Dylan Waugh. I misjudged the timing a little bit. A little bit. But I do have a question for you before we get started. Yes. What do you think of my beard? Oh, it's, uh, oh, it, I actually, yeah, it's shaped, it's formed, it's it's not mangy, it is, uh, it's it's sculpted. It's not a Gouda's beard. No. But I think no. it's not bad. But it, what is a Gouda's beard, really? <laughs> Who has a Gouda's beard? Nobody. Nobody. No. That would be like a Sam Elliott mustache. Right, exactly. Nice, yeah. nice job. You like that reference? Yeah, because I uh, I um, I was giving you a hard time last time, wasn't I? Yeah, about, about the the manginess of your beard. You were publicly giving me a hard time on qu- on Twitter about it, and I told you we shouldn't be airing our dirty laundry in public. Okay, you've got a problem with my beard. You call me up. <laughs> okay, <laughs> I'm sensitive, Ken. Yeah, you yeah. are. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, how would you like to be a resident of the good city of Boston right now? <laughs> Firstly, I've got a you few things to say about that. You lose in game that. seven. Yeah. Your team loses in game seven. Yeah. To the eighth seed. Yeah. For the first time in basketball and hockey in the same season for the first time in history. Yeah. And not only do they lose to the eighth seed. They lose to the eighth seed from the same place. Yeah. Yeah. And not only that, but their coach, who we don't like to play for, is going to the Stanley Cup final. Yeah. Yeah. That's that's kind of. Yeah. But yeah. you know what? I still, I'm glad they had a really it, fun regular but I still season. Go back, I still go back to, you know, I mean, like Buffalo, right? Like, yeah. You know, I mean, how do you feel if you're Buffalo every year in the final? Buffalo, the Buffalo News sends Mike Harrington, who's a great reporter columnist, and he has about 10 stories to do in every Stanley Cup final because there's always a bunch of ex-Sabres in it, <laughs> you know? And this year it's yeah. Eichel and Reinhardt and Montour and... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so... Yeah. Um, yeah. Firstly, how would I like to live in Boston? Lovely city. Yeah. Beautiful city. And it's even better now that they finished it. The mo- <laughs> no, seriously, they had that big dig going for like 10 years. Are they going to finish Toronto at some point? Soon? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Great city when they're finished with it, yeah. Yeah, uh, but man, the people there are angry. Like, it's not just a stereotype. Like, we asked directions <laughs> once and like almost got our heads taken off. It's crazy. Yeah. Which is, which is guess wild. You guess you weren't wicked awesome enough. It's <laughs> what. Maybe it's because I was wearing a Habs hat. Might have been. Yeah, that might have been. That might have been. Yep. I did for fun take a picture. We of, still remember 1979. Too many men on the ice. <laughs> I I did take a picture actually wearing a Habs hat in front of Cheers. Nice in Boston. Nice. Uh, yeah. What, did, were you doing your best Eddie Lebeck impression? <laughs> no. <laughs> remember him, the guy Eddie Lebeck, the the goalie that was dating uh, Carla. What? The Eddie LeBac on on Cheers. 
was a goalie dating Carla. Yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, he was, he, and he was, and he he was this French Canadian goalie. He played for the Bruins for a little bit. Yeah, yeah and yeah. then he joined the Ice Capades, and then and and then he got run over by a Zamboni and he died. And at the funeral, everybody, all his former teammates were there, and they were all stepped back in the casket. You don't remember that? No, I don't remember that. That was the best. Okay, so Cheers has the uh, dubious distinction of being the worst show with the best spinoff. I I disagree. I think it was a great show. But, okay. I'm talking about the disparity, though. Oh, really? Like, the between the spinoff Cheers. and the... Yeah. Yeah, so-so, whatever. Okay, it's fine. I've watched a fair bit of it. I but don't know. Frasier, there was Mash and one of Trapper, the best... John, Trapper John M.D. That would be the opposite, no? <laughs> no, actually, Trapper John M.D. was a pretty good show. Was it? But, yeah, but Mash yeah. was an all-timer. Yeah, and, and Trapper John M.D. was more... Had a more serious tone. Hey, you that. know what people care anyways, about? Anyways, hockey. Yeah, yeah, you know what people yeah. don't care about? Uh, <laughs> sitcoms from the seventies and eighties. <laughs> yeah, hate to disappoint you there, buddy. But uh, you know your standard sitcom of the seventies was actually forty-eight minutes long and uh, always was aired in purple. <laughs> I don't know. That was the best I could think of. Not bad. Not bad. <laughs> yeah. All right, so let's talk about the Stanley Cup final. Right. Firstly, uh, shall we just say a brief word on how we got here? What level of surprise do you have of seeing these two teams in the Stanley Cup final? Well, it depends on your time, your point of reference. Beginning of the season, before the season started? Beginning of the playoffs. Well, do, do all yeah. of it. Beginning of the yeah, season. I mean, beginning of the season, I, you know, and I'm, I'm going to put this out there right now. I'm going to put this out there right now. I picked Vegas to miss the playoffs this year. That's right. I, I forgot yeah, about that. I, pick, I, I thought there was so much toxicity around this 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 franchise and this team and yeah. and just the way things had gone down with some guys and, and you know, Brad McCrimmon saying, hey, does anybody want to talk about the dysfunction last year in the summer when they were doing one of the press conferences? I just thought this team is just, it's just, there's something wrong there. And uh, th- this team is just not going to be able to put it together. And I, th- I honestly thought they were going to be a, a non-playoff team. Um, and, you know, I mean, and I thought the the Florida Panthers were going to be a Stanley Cup contender. So yeah. so from that respect, yeah. Florida, not so much. But then the start of the playoffs, it's kind of the other way around, right? Right. At the beginning of the playoffs, you think, well, yeah, Vegas has Vegas could make Vegas, it through yeah, for sure. And Florida's going to lose in five or six to Boston. And, and then we move along, right? So, yeah. Yeah. I, but super surprised and super stoked about this series, actually. Me too. I think it's going to be really good. I, You know, like if you if you're a you know, a quote unquote traditionalist and you're, you hate the fact that there's these Sunbelt teams in there, get, get, get over it, get yeah. over it because yeah. this is going to be a really good series. Yeah. It's going to be a great series, like to all kinds of, all kinds of intrigue, all kinds of entertaining possibilities. The only thing I don't like about it is the way they've set it up. You know, the NHL being the NHL doesn't start for five days right? and then they stretch it over 16. Yeah, if it goes if it goes seven games, it goes to ju- June nineteenth. So Florida's I basically mean, had a full... two days before the summer solstice. The yeah. NHL season is going to end, you know. So to me, that that kind of sucks. But everything else about it, yeah, but from the way the teams play to how 
you know, how, how much of a big boy series this is going to be to the individual personalities, to the coaches, to the goaltending, to, mm-hmm. you know, everything. I think this, I think this series has a, a potential to be a, I don't know if it's going to be a classic, but I think it has a, a, the potential to be a very, very good Stanley Cup final. So, firstly, yeah, uh, it's also cool that two teams that have not won a Stanley Cup mm-hmm. are going to be facing yep. off against each other. Yep. I love non-traditional hockey markets, and and I, I, I realize I sit in the minority uh, as somebody from Toronto. Do you love Arizona? I said hockey markets. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. You got to listen, Kevin. Okay, sorry yeah. about that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I love non-traditional hockey markets. Um, you know, and I love when they bring their own unique cultural elements to uh, to hockey. Yeah. Vegas has been obviously the showmanship and the, you they, know. They, they, somebody should do an NBA thesis on that, on the way that team has that way that franchise has marketed itself. Yeah, yeah. And what's crazy is that I remember at the beginning of the year saying uh, with Florida, because uh, you're you're making me think, I don't know if I picked them to miss the playoffs. I think that I might have. Florida? Yeah. Oh, I think you might have. I If I didn't pick them to miss the playoffs, I definitely didn't pick them very high. Uh, and they, but I remember saying like, they could either have the best goalie tandem in the league or the worst goalie tandem in the league, and it wouldn't surprise me one or the other. And sure enough, Bobrovsky managed to be one of the worst goalies in the league through the regular season. And then, you know, Spencer Knight had, you know, off-ice issues, ended up yeah. in the in the assistance program. Yeah. And then Alex Lyon basically saves their season. Saves the season. Saves their season. Them yeah. and, and the Pittsburgh Penguins. God, it just, it's like, it's just, what a bunch of great, like, intertwined stories there are here with Florida. Oh, the, the, like, like if, it, if, it Chicago, if Chicago doesn't, doesn't shite the bed against, or sorry, if Pittsburgh doesn't shit the bed against Chicago in game 81, yeah, we're not talking about any of this. Yeah. If Sergei Bobrovsky doesn't make an, an unbelievable save on a breakaway, on Brad Marchand with two seconds left in game five. Yeah. On a completely like blown play that I couldn't believe that it ended up the way it did. Yeah. Like we're not talking about this. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's just, you know, and they've got that, mo- look, they've obviously got that overtime mojo going. They got, you know, they've got a real, and some people are talking about, oh, this feels like the 96 Panthers. It's not to me. It feels like more like the 2012 LA Kings. Like they've got that kind of a vibe, that kind of a mojo going, yeah. you know. So yeah, now let's take a forty-eight day break and see if we can just get the exact mojo yeah. going again. Yeah. Um, okay. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go about this uh, strategically, if okay. you will. So, firstly, you mentioned coaches, coaching, and the story writing itself there. So we're gonna match up these teams, coaches slash front office. Yeah. Goaltending, defense, forwards. Okay. So let's start with coaches front office. Your thoughts on the coaches front office of these two teams and, and comparing the two. Well, I mean, it, I mean, to me, like I, I tweeted out the other day that a Florida-Vegas Stanley Cup final, like the, the off days might be more exciting than the games. Right. Because just because these two coaches are so incredibly engaging. Yeah. And they're storytellers. And they they really they really they enjoy doing 
the media part of it, you know, like they enjoy getting out there and talking about their team and, 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 you know, and that, so, so that I think will be, uh, you know, I mean, I, I've had the privilege of covering about 20 Stanley Cups finals and I, and I won't be covering this one sadly. Um, but I mean, the, whoever, the reporters who are covering this series are just, you know, they are just like, in for a treat. Oh, and and they're so happy right now. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you know, I mean, the, the stories will write themselves. As far as the coaching goes, I mean, two really good guys, two really good coaches. I know you're not as big on Paul Maurice as I, I think. I think he's a better coach than a lot of people give him credit for. Yeah. But I mean, Bruce Cassidy. You might be proven right. Bruce, Bruce Cassidy. You look at what at what Vegas has done this year and the way they've played. Yeah. And the fact that, I mean. You know, I mean, the front office has provided an incredible amount of depth on this team, right? And Bruce Cassidy used, has used it the right way, yeah. you know? I mean, he plays four lines. And like he said last night after the series, he said, he said nobody's going to beat us with our depth, on the, on depth. He said, and the reason why they, they kind of went away from a couple of things in the Dallas series was in game, I think, five or whatever, Dallas beat them with their depth. Hmm. And so then they went back to that fourth line of Carrier, Waugh, and um, uh, uh, Colasar, Keegan Colasar. <laughs> yeah. And, I mean, they were difference makers last night, right? Yeah. So, you know, I, 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 like, I, I, like, I like the coaching with, with Vegas. I think that, you know, Bruce Cassidy is, like, he has grown as a coach like immeasurably mm. immeasurably like his his acumen and his grasp of the game and everything has just grown exponentially like every year and then you've got a guy like Paul Maurice on the other side who's well com- which is it immeasurable or exponential uh, both it's ex- exponentially immeasurable <laughs> and and so and the, and then you've got Paul Maurice who i i think like i said i think is a better coach than a lot of people give him credit for um, I think there's a lot more there than just, you know, yelling once in a while and and holding up your fingers for the the referees and and the showmanship thing. I think there's some substance there. Yeah, I like the way. What I like about Florida is in it in a in a in an era when everybody's talking about puck possession, right? Puck possession, puck possession, puck. You got to have the puck. You got to keep the puck on your stick. The best way to play defense is to have the puck on your stick and the other team's end, blah, blah, blah. What I like about the way Florida plays is they're not afraid to give the puck up Hmm. to go and get it back, you know? So what they'll do is they'll put it in a spot where they know they're going to give it up, but they have a really good chance of getting it back, you know? And I think that a lot of that is Paul Maurice and the way he's coached. And, you know, I mean... It's a trademark I, of the Carolina Hurricanes as well. Exactly. And the Winnipeg yeah. Jets when he was in Winnipeg. Yeah. I mean, they didn't... They, they're... they Like, I, I don't know. I'm not going to look up the numbers because I'm not a nerd like you. But I bet... You saw every me looking Paul, up the numbers? I bet, I bet every Paul Maurice team in the last 10 years has led the team... Has led the league in retrievals. You know what I mean? Like, right. giving up the puck, going back and, and, and getting it. Um. So, yeah. So, I, I think... I think it's I, I think I mean it's really hard to say to, for me to say that Bruce Cassidy is going to outcoach Paul Maurice. I just I mean that's tough. That's really difficult. You know, a guy who's been there, done that, coached so many games, 
won a lot of games, lost a lot of games. You know, yeah. I mean, I, I don't, I don't think it's, I don't think, I, I, I'd like to think that in this series, coaching is going to be the sideshow. You know what I mean? Yeah. And like that, the coaches kind of stay out of the way and yeah. let the players, let the players do what they do to decide this. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So this is going to be an unfavorable comparison to Paul Maurice, and 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 so I'm going to caveat it by saying it's not this bad. I'm just struggling for something analogous to to him. Yeah. And I just I feel like Paul Maurice is good at personnel personnel decisions. Right. And that is something that is easy for people like me to grasp personnel decisions. Yeah. Small changes in X and O's are harder and and you kind of have to watch a lot of hockey before you kind of go, oh, now I see that he did this with that defenseman or that he did that with the wingers or whatever. Like, you know what I mean? But I think that Paul Maurice is good at personnel decisions. And I think that he's uh, (laughs) he's basically going on. He's got an exceptionally hot goalie. I I looked it up. We talked a little bit on the phone about it yesterday. I looked it up at just how hot he is. Exceptionally hot. We will get into that because I've got a bombshell to drop later. Whoa! Not a bomb? A bombshell? Why would you drop a bombshell? Well, because... <laughs> <laughs> um, but uh, to, I'm going to drop a Pamela to, Anderson on you later. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but to talk about also about the front offices. Yeah. Just very, very quickly. Of course, yeah. You know, I mean, you may not like the fact that these two teams are in the Stanley Cup final. I love it. No, but there are people who may not like oh, that, okay. and they and they Looking may at not me at the time. They may not be really, you know, find it really compelling that these two teams are in the Stanley Cup final. But I'm telling you, if you are a fan of, you know, all of the off ice stuff that makes hockey exciting—trades, free agent signings, coach firings, coach hirings—you know. You got to be, you 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 have to love this final, yeah. Because these guys, Kelly McCrimmon and Bill Zito, are cowboys. Yeah, they're cowboys. Yeah, man. yeah. they just, you know, they're I mean, fan and their I mean, revolvers. I mean, what did they, you know, what did Bill Zito do? We had a we had a president president's, president's trophy winning team that flamed out in the second round of the playoffs. K coach is gone. Uh, we're trading our best player. We're getting Matthew Kachuk. You know, yeah. we're we're going to have this patchwork Trading a number one core. defenseman, or we're, number two defenseman. Yeah, we're going to have this patchwork, crazy, weird defense core that we're going to get a ton of value out of yeah. and is going to be okay, actually, you know? And then Kelly McCrimmon. And you know what? I, I, I realize I'm contradicting myself a little bit here because not long ago I was talking about how Vegas always chases the shiny new thing. Well, the shiny new thing a couple of years ago was Alex Pietrangelo, and the shiny new thing last little while ago was Jack Eichel. Yeah, and they're, are they good? They're the two players that are very, very, you know, huge impact players. Yeah, in all of what's going on here. Yeah, yeah. I mean, so just to circle back on on what I was saying about uh, uh, Bruce Cassidy, I, I think that to see a team get so. Bruce Cassidy brought Vegas back to where they were, I think. Yeah. uh, Prior to, like, kind of like Gerard Gallant 2.0, right? But more X's and O's, defensively incredible. uh, Just, they're just, they're, they're fun. They're a fun team to watch. And, and to go back to what you, what you're saying, I totally agree. 
like we always complain about, you know, we uh, whatever um, trade deadline day is not as exciting in the NHL mm-hmm. as as it is in the NBA, and free agent signings aren't as exciting, and all the rest of it. And here here we are with two teams that have built uh, with a healthy mix of both through the draft. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I mean, Vegas has not had a first overall pick in their history. No. Right. Highest, highest they picked is seventh or eighth. Co- Cody Glass, I think. Right. In, the, in their first year. Yeah. Cody Glass. Yeah. Gone. Let's check that. Oh, yeah. That, everybody. Same, that same year was uh, Nick Suzuki. Yeah. Gone. Yep. For Patchetti. Gone. For mm-hmm. like, you know what I mean? Like, it, I mean, their pick last year, Zachary Dean, traded for Ivan Barbashev. You know, right? Who we so, will be talking about later. Yeah, yeah. No, it's 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 an entertaining style of uh, of team management, mm-hmm. and the fact that it's yielding successful results means yes, let's get it. Let's get more entertaining styles of team management. It's amazing. Yeah, six. They picked six in their first year. 6, 13, and 15, Cody Glass, Suzuki, and Brandstrom, all gone. But they picked Nicholas Haig with their fourth pick at 34th overall. That's a pretty good one. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. He's he's being a really major contributor right now. Yep. Yeah. Um, okay, so should we move on from the front offices and the coaching? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so let's talk about goaltending. All right. May I drop my bomb? You may. Hey, everybody. Let's face it. With coffee starting at $5. $5? Is that how much it costs for coffee now? Holy smokes. No wonder I don't drink coffee. Without any customizations and our bank accounts somehow always depleting, we are officially entering a dupe session. What's a dupe session, you ask? Well, most products do the same thing but are priced differently, differently solely based on the brand name. So a good duplicate or dupe is crucial to getting the highest quality at the best price. One dupe you definitely shouldn't sleep on, Raycon wireless earbuds. Raycon is a premium audio at the perfect price point so you can listen to what you want, when you want, without breaking the bank. Raycon's mission is to prove that you shouldn't have to pay an arm and a leg for quality sound and essential smart tech listening features. You can get a pair and a spare and still pay less than you would with some of those other more big-name tech brands out there. Raycon knows that in this economy, every purchase needs to be perfect. They offer buy now, pay later options. You can pay as low as $18 a checkout. They have an easy and free return guarantee. They offer two years of product protection insurance for just a few bucks. They offer free domestic shipping and flat fee international shipping. They have over 50,000 five-star reviews, three customizable sound profiles, ear tap bud functions, noise isolation, awareness mode, custom gel tips for the perfect, most comfortable in-ear fit, crystal clear call quality, water and sweat resistance, eight hours of playtime what more do you need go to buyraycon.com slash thpn today to get your 15 percent off your raycon order that's buyraycon.com slash thpn to score 15 percent off buyraycon.com slash thpn so i'm going to briefly briefly say this before you contradict me goal saving we expected is taking a statistical model of a league average goalie and comparing the goalie to that league average goalie. Whew. Okay, there it is. 
So goals saved above expected since it's been counted in 2008 on evolving hockey. Didn't they, they didn't expect goalies to stop pucks before 2008? <laughs> Sergei Bobrovsky so far has had the second best playoffs via goals saved above expected since 2008 next to Igor Shesterkin. Third is Vasilevsky, and then it goes on from there. See, I would have thought it would have been like uh, Jonas Hiller Michael, is Michael, Michael Layton or something, because nobody expected him to stop anything, and he took the Flyers to the But final. a league average goalie, <clears throat> a league, it's, it's comparative to a league average goalie. Yeah. So if you're expected to not stop anything because you suck, and you wind up stopping when a league average goalie stops, then your goal is expected is zero. Right? Right. right. Anyways... My point is, is but, that Bobrovsky is not just having a good playoffs. He is having a historic and historic playoffs because, you know, the A.N., you know, works for yes, it vowels yep. and historic. Yes, it that's, does. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. the rule. Yeah. Yeah. Yay. Wow, you don't think that's, that's wild? That's, that's kind of cool. So. I mean, he's been really good. <laughs> well, the bombshell is just how good. Yeah, he's been classic like he like i mean i think i think there are people who would argue that regardless of what happens in the stanley cup final whether or not the florida panthers win sergey bobrovsky is a con Smythe winner this year uh they said that about carrie price the other year with yeah yeah, uh, yeah. and, and no, no no i mean if they lose four straight and they they get beat by you know four or five goals every game no yeah. but but if it's close uh he may very well end up being the 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 con Smythe winner yeah yeah yeah, I would agree with that. But and I think the goaltending, I I I love what Aiden Hill has done. I love what he's doing. Um and and I think, you know, I mean it's it is interesting. I mean, you know, you look at you look and you go Bar, you know, Bobrovsky against Aiden Hill. And it's like, but yeah, but like Aiden Hill's 27. That's not very old for a goalie. That's nope. a lot of goalies end up coming into their own. Yeah. And the one thing Aiden Hill is doing, I mean, he obviously wants to win a Stanley Cup over everything. Right. But he's also playing for a contract. Yeah. He's well, a, he's at UFA after this year. Yeah. Like, well, he's got that in spades already. Yeah, but the thing is like it's like you look at his you look at where he's played and how many games he's played and it's like how is the, and then you look at his stats and it's like how has this guy been a backup his entire career? Hmm. Why has he never been a number 1 goalie? And obviously it's a consistency issue. Yeah. You know? I mean, Backup goalies and minor leaguers tend to show at some point why they're backup goalies and minor leaguers. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's like the Michael Block thing, right? You yeah. know, the, the in the PJ Championship. Yeah. You know, you can do it you can do it once. Right. And you can do it for a little while, but you can't seem to do it on a consistent basis. And yeah. I think and I think that's that's where um that's where the you know, that's why Aiden Hill is Still a backup at the age of twenty seven, and was Vegas's, you know, whatever their forty second goalie on their depth chart this year. I don't know. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, so forty second. <laughs> so that took me a second. Yeah. That's very funny. I think he was only like third, <laughs> something well, like that. Yeah, he was ahead of. Let's not let's not unravel the Vegas goalie situation actually yeah. because we could be here all week for yeah. that one. I mean he's only he's he's only played eleven games. Um and I mean their numbers like I don't know, goals saved above expected. I bet you his are way up there too. Yeah. Um he's at know. ten 
which is very high. Yeah. Bobrovsky. 10 above expected. Yeah. He's is saved. that like, so he saved 10 through the playoffs, through 11 games, he saved 10 goals yeah. that, that probably should have gone in. Pretty much. Okay. Pretty much. Okay. Bobrovsky's we at expe- We should be 21. expecting him to save more now. Bobrovsky's at 21. 21, hey? 21. Yeah, so so I, I don't know how close it is. I don't, I mean, like I love the story. I love the Aiden Hill story. I love what he's doing. I, I just don't think it's that that close. Well, what did I say going into the last round with Aiden Hill and Jake Ottinger? I said, because you, you don't listen when I'm speaking, and that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> don't worry. I'll save you the suspense and tell you what I said. <laughs> <laughs> I know you're completely riveted and at the edge of your chair. I just don't remember. I'm okay. sorry. Because <laughs> it was like a month ago. Yeah. I said, uh, like, obviously, I want to give for the last series, the goalie edge to Ottinger. He's the more talented guy. He's an up and comer, all the rest of it, but it couldn't be uh, ignored that Aiden Hill has the track record in these playoffs mm-hmm. an mm-hmm. exceptionally good track record in these playoffs. Yeah. And so, um, and so I gave the edge edge to Aiden Hill and I look very smart for doing something that I felt was very stupid at the time. Hmm. And so, once again... You're not going to give it to him now, no, are you? No, 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 no. Yeah. Not a chance. Yeah. Not a chance. Because yeah. the difference is that Bob both has the obvious talent and that track record. Right, right. So, yeah. 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 everything is in Bob's favor for this one. Yeah, I think he. I think the goal standing is definitely tilted in Florida's favor. I think it's not even close. Okay. But I will make a gold, yeah. a bold prediction here. I almost had a gold prediction, which would be pretty funny for nice. the Golden Knights. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I'm going to make a bold prediction here, which is that Bobrovsky is going to have a better goal saved above expected than Aiden Hill in this series and uh, will let in more goals. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because I think that he is going to be standing on his head and I think that Florida is going to win, lose a game like 4-1 or something like that. People are going to be like, Bob couldn't stop a shot when every single shot was a prime slot scoring opportunity. Right, right. And yeah. he stopped like four guaranteed goals. Okay, okay. <laughs> you know? mm-hmm. And he just looks, looks bad because the, the score was bad. Right. Yeah, I, I think there's going to be at least one or two games like that where the, the narrative is going to be that Bob couldn't, couldn't stop it and the reality is that he stopped more than a few guaranteed ones. Okay. Yeah. That's my bold prediction. But yes, I think we're agreed. Edge yep. goes to Florida. Yeah. Yep. And it's not particularly close. I don't know if it's not particularly close. I, I don't know if I'm, you know, I mean, because you are playing a goalie who's playing a hot hand right now. Yeah. You know, I, I mean, I feel like, I feel like in order for Florida to win, Bobrovsky has to be exceptional. And in order for Vegas to win, Aiden Hill just has to do the job. You're right. He doesn't have to steal games. He doesn't have to, you know. I mean, you know, he's put up two shutouts yeah. in the last series, but they gave him a lot of run support. You know what I mean? Like lot like game seven. Yeah. You know, he puts he throws up six. a shutout, which or game six, he throws up a shutout. But they yeah, sco- I mean, they scored, you know very early and very often. He made that big glove save yeah. where he yeah. was falling to his left 
and stuck out the glove and and made made that save. And it reminded me of like old school, like uh, you know Hashik, you know, yeah, flopping over and spinning over and dropping mm-hmm. the blocker down mm-hmm. on the goal line and stuff, yeah. um, it, which is great, which is wonderful to see. But the reality is, is that uh, he was preserving nothing but his shutout. The game was never in question at that right, point. Right, right. And that's one where you go like, geez, you might have hurt him. You know, you might hurt yourself doing that. <laughs> well, that's why I always say that I, I'm which would be that so Vegas, got so few Which would shutouts. be so Vegas because then Jonathan Quick would come Jonathan in and, and be Jonathan Quick of 2014. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I... I I was watching the the handshakes, and I was like, I do kind of wish that I got to see some Jonathan Quick. But, I mean, Aiden Hill has bought himself a lot of leeway here. Yeah, yeah. I don't think that there's a situation where they're, well, he they're might, like, okay, we're starting Jonathan Quick next Maybe game. Maybe he gets pulled at some point, but, you know, and... and if he and, gets and, pumped and, for and, 10 and, goals, and, and, he gets pulled, and Jonathan Quick goes in and plays brilliantly. No, I still no, don't no, think yeah, that Aiden yeah. Hill does No, I don't think so. Yet. I don't think so. But I'm just saying that's the only way we're going to see him in this series. I agree with you. You know what? Another thing I want to say too is, if you're Canadian, you should be cheering for the for Vegas as much as you cheer for any Canadian team. I'm intrigued. Go on. Well, because most of their lineup is Canadian guys. Like 14 other guys that they that they of their starting guys are are Canadians. Okay, so then do you want to hear my Canadian cheer? What? Go hockey. Okay. <laughs> because. <laughs> 14 of every starting lineup is Canadian. <laughs> no, it's not. I know. No, it's not. No, they've got a they've got an inordinate number of Canadians. Yeah. On their team. That's fair. Well, you yeah. remember when Pittsburgh won the cup the first time and and all the Pittsburgh fans chanted USA USA. Yeah, yeah. As they won yeah. the cup on the backs of Crosby, Malkin, Latang <laughs> and 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 Flurry. <laughs> yeah. Yes, 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 yes. No, I you know, I, I think that if you're Canadian and Watching this, you should because it's just going to be awesome hockey, and that's that. Yeah, like yeah. Do you need a reason? Do you need another reason? <laughs> like ah, oh, gee, I no, don't know. It's, yeah, it's it's going to be it's going to be great. Boy, I really wish that it was a Vancouver Montreal final, so we could <laughs> see two teams teams slap slapping each other, like slap fighting. Like like, come on, guys. Yeah, like, this yeah, is, yeah. These are two teams that deserve to be here, and they're fantastic teams, and it's fantastic hockey, regardless, or pardon me, irregardless of where they're from. (laughs) All right. Well, that's the goaltending. And where's Aiden Hill from? Is he Canadian? Yep. Okay. Wow. A Canadian goalie in the playoffs. That's new. Wow. Imagine that. (laughs) Dominated by... Uh, all Russian goalies and uh, Ottinger being uh, American. Anyways, moving on. Defense. Who do you give the defense edge to and why? Um, I give it to Vegas. Yeah. And that's one where I'm not sure it's too close. It's it's You don't think yeah. it's close? Well, it's it's closer than I would have than anyone would have ever thought. Right. Um but i think i think vegas has the deeper more talented you know group and the and and pit, the the panthers have a group that has overachieved i think that's true yeah and and they've gotten like i said they've just like they've gotten incredible value out of that defense core and i'm i'm going to be talking about one of the guys on that defense core is one of my 
underrated MVPs or whatever. Um, but, uh, you know, it's, I, I think it's, I think, I don't know. I mean, when you stack up the defense cores, I think that Vegas is deeper. Um, they're more, and, and what I like about Vegas too, in terms of just total team defense is, <clears throat> and Bruce Cassidy alluded to it last night again. It's just, it's just like, they don't have to really worry about matchups mm. because they're so good. Their their four lines are so good, mm-hmm. and they and they can you know. And so so when you don't have to worry about matching up against whomever, you can just roll your four lines, and you know that nobody's going to blow up, and you know that you know. I mean, you know that it's not going to be uh, a situation where you know you, your fourth line like. Say you know the 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 Nicholas Wall line gets stuck out against the the Kachuk line or you know the the um or the Barkov line like yeah. it's it's not going to be a huge it's not going to be like this huge Disparity. mismatch like it's not yeah. going to be like oh my god get those bums off the ice so we can get a better so we can get a better matchup here you know yeah. what I mean yeah. um so yeah I think team defense and both in terms of defensively like in terms of their defensemen I think I think. I think Vegas has the, has the edge. Us, not a yeah, not a, not like a slam dunk edge, but a significant edge. Yeah. <clears throat> so I, I was tell, I was telling you on the phone because I looked it up last series, and then and now I've just looked it up comparatively between the two teams. How uh, even deployment was in Florida for defense? Yeah, or relatively it was weird. even. It was yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. So the top defenseman <clears throat> for minutes uh, per game played was Brandon, Brandon Montour, Montour, 22 20. minutes and 22 seconds. And, and the in lowest... the playoffs, that's not a ton. Like, that's not a ton no. in the playoffs. No. Because you end up, like, especially when they played up, you know, 16 overtimes in game one of the first, of the first, <laughs> of the sec- of the uh, conference final, right? Like, yeah. usually those get skewed and, like, the top guys end up playing, like, 30 minutes. Yeah. The <clears> lowest <throat> is Josh Mahura, which used yeah. to be... Mahura? which used to be higher than after the last series. Yeah. But he's 12 minutes, 18 seconds. Radko Gudis is 15 minutes and 33 seconds. Uh, so, you know, like a, a, a between 10 to 8 minute disparity between your top guy and your and your lowest guy. Uh, yeah. Your top pairing guys yeah, yeah, and yeah. your lowest pairing guys. Right. Uh, that's at five versus five. Right. Right. Um, because special teams is a crapshoot. Mm-hmm. And you know what I mean? If you play on the penalty kill and not the power play, then... It's going to skew the numbers, so that's why I do it. Speaking of special teams, I don't know if we're we're probably not going to touch on it, but we should. Florida get Florida has a huge advantage. Oh, by both in both on both sides by a wide margin. Yeah, on both sides. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But if you thought that that was even, (laughs) let me introduce you (laughs) to the Vegas Golden Knights, who's at five versus five, number one defenseman for time on ice per game played is Alex Petrangelo, Peter Angelo as. As Cherry used to say, yeah, um, seventeen minutes and twenty four seconds. That's their highest defense. That's their highest. That, their lowest, si- yeah. Braden McNabb at fifteen minutes forty six seconds. So there, there, there goes that. That's what I'm saying with their depth and their, you know, they don't have to worry about like they, they don't, don't have, have to, lines. Yeah, and and the thing is, they don't they don't have to worry about throwing Pietrangelo out there all the time. Right? No, you know, oh, Barkov's lines out there. Get you know, jump over the boards, Alex, and get somebody else off. Yeah, you know, Braden McNabb, come off, Alex, go on. You know, no, they don't worry about no, it. They, Mc- they just they just play their they just roll their lines, roll their defense core. And, uh, and yeah, you see it right there. Yeah. 
Like, so the thing that's actually really surprising about oh, that. Cap- Capitals name Spencer Carberry, head coach. The Oh. The uh, architect of Toronto's um, historically good power play is now the head coach of, this, of the Washington Capitals. <laughs> no, they, no. Well, they had a ridiculous power play. Oh, you're... No, like they had a ridiculously good power play. Yeah. In the regular season. Yeah, they were. Yeah. I mean, this guy is, I, I don't know if he's the best coaching candidate out there. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah. Interesting. Okay. I didn't. Okay. Um, and you're going to see a few more of these announcements come out before Saturday, by the way. Yeah. Um, like, I don't, you know, I, I, I'm not sure if, I, I doubt if the Pittsburgh situation gets resolved. Like, if I'm Kyle Dubas, I'm probably waiting to see what happens in Ottawa. Right. Um, so whether it's that, whether it's the Columbus thing, yeah. or, you know, maybe even the Ottawa Senator's sale, which is going to get done when it gets done. I mean, that they're not going to push that along. But I know that in the Stanley Cup final, um, there's basically an unwritten rule that uh, you don't you don't upstage the final. Right. You don't upstage the final by making a big splash. So I, I would think that if, you know, if the senator's sale gets done, that's one thing because you can't. You got balls in <laughs> yeah, the air. Yeah, yeah, you've got to do it when it gets done. So if that gets done, I would assume it gets announced. But but like all these other things, you don't like the NHL really doesn't like when teams try to usurp the Stanley Cup final by making a big splash. So I would expect that between now and Saturday, there will be some moves and some things done, and then and then it'll go radio silence until the Stanley Cup Finals over. Yes, you don't want to slurp the Stanley Cup Final. Did I say you slurp? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> Just Michael Scott. Oh, okay. Every time I hear hear you slurp, now I think <laughs> you slurp. That's so good. Um, I'll tell you one thing, though. Eh, like uh, talk about starting off on the wrong foot. If you you know if if the sale gets finalized, like right. At you know, at a deciding game of the Stanley Cup final, yeah, right. But yeah. Uh, I mean, I know, mean, they Bettman waited this ob- long and they've had this much, this this many stops and starts. So, eh, you know, give it a couple more weeks. Yeah, but also Bettman serves the owners, and the owners are helped by a billion dollars. Yeah, they're getting it anyways. It's just a matter of whether or not you know. But they're but they're not getting the billion dollars. The owners aren't getting the billion dollars. Eugene Melnick's estate is getting the billion dollars. No, but isn't there a transfer not, fee? Or? Yeah, exactly. Not really. There's no, no? the NHL isn't going to make any money off the Ottawa Senators. Uh, okay, being sold. I thought they were going to be making it. If the Ottawa Senator, you know, if the Arizona Coyotes are sold and moved, there will be there will be some money there. Gotcha. But yeah, but no, it, it, that makes yeah, more sense. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, we never said I was smart. Not once was it like hockey and filled with Ken Campbell and his really smart sidekick. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Never did. Never did. Okay. Anyways, defense. Yeah. You know what? I got to hand it to Vegas and it's, I think you're right. Not close. Yeah. 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 And I just think about, you know, Aiden Hill, he played well. He played very, very well. Yeah. But how many times were you like, remember the Bobrovsky save? The drop the stick flew across with the mm-hmm. blocker. Mm-hmm. Like, how many times did you say that about Aiden Hill? Well, yeah, and plus, like, I mean, you know, I mean, I mean, they're giving up. I think I, I, I could be wrong, but I think they're giving up significantly more shots per game than Vegas is. And you know, I mean, part of the defense for for Florida is the fact that they have the best goalie in the playoffs. 
Oh yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, yeah. Absolutely. Okay, so you you want to know how many shots per game they're giving up comparatively? Yeah. Okay. I will tell you. Uh Florida Panthers is giving up 31.54 shots per game. And Vegas Oh, that's at 5 versus 5. All situations. Florida Panthers are giving up Pardon me. 33.33 shots per game. Wow, what a huge difference, right? <laughs> One shot. Oh, okay. So it's, yeah, okay. <laughs> and Vegas okay. is giving up 31.44. Okay. Yeah, so it's a couple of shots. They're yeah. actually it's funny uh so it, it actually suggests it's going to be high event hockey because uh, I'm glad that you sent me down this rabbit hole because Florida gives up the second has given up in the playoffs the second most shots per game. Mhm. And Vegas has given up the fourth most shots per game. Interesting. So that would suggest to me high event hockey, lots of shots, lots of scoring opportunities. And, uh, you know, should be fun. Should be fun. Watch it. Just watch it. It's not complicated. Watch good hockey. (laughs) As as we've talked somebody down from a cliff, apparently. Apparently we did, yeah. 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 Vegas is giving up uh, the third worst... 3.52 3.52 expected goals against per game, whereas Vegas is... You just said Vegas is giving up. Sorry, that was Florida. Yeah, okay. Uh, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh. Seventh worst, 3.18 expected goals against per game. So this is going to be good event, like high event mm-hmm. hockey. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, you know... Yep. And dare I look at hits? Because these two teams have been slugfests, both of them. Hits per 60. I looked that up, and it, and it wasn't... I, I thought I thought it would be higher for both teams for some yeah. reason. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe we should do this stuff before the podcast. No, preparation. I, I did a lot of preparation, but you always send me down a rabbit hole that I didn't prepare for. Uh, okay. Right? Like I prepared the goalie stuff. I prepared the defensive numbers. I Like okay. I did a lot of prep work. And then <laughs> and then you always go, what are their shots against per 60? And I go, boy. Anyways. See, well, there you go. Huh? Edge edge to Vegas for defense, and I agree with you. I don't I don't think it's that close. Right. But Florida has been a lot deeper than I expected. That's all I'll say. Right. Uh forwards. Forward course. Hey everybody, light the lamp during the hockey playoffs with DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can make a five dollar bet and score one hundred and fifty dollars in bonus bets instantly. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now and sign up with the code THPN. New customers can make a $5 hockey playoff bet and score $150 in bonus bets instantly. That's at code THPN, only at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, Okay, yeah, see, like, I'm looking at hits per 60 right now. Yeah. uh, In the playoffs, and Vegas is 31.5 and Florida's 32.09, 10 and 11 among playoff teams. I mean, there's a lot more hits there because they played more games, but yeah, but yeah, I mean, they're not. It's 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 not as probably as physical as you might think. Like, it's not like wait till they it face would be each Winnipeg, other, Winnipeg against Tampa, you know, or something. Two really heavy teams. Yeah. Uh, uh, offensively. Yeah, offensively. I think it's a wash. I I, I want to say right. I want to say I want to say Vegas has the. Has the the edge, but I just want to say that it's a wash because they're both they're both getting scoring from deep in their lineups, right? Right. Like William Carlson has ten goals. 
He leads them with he 10 goals. He leads them with 10 yeah. goals. Yeah. Yeah. And he's also been one of the best defensive forwards in the playoffs. You know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, he's sure. been, he, to me, like, any, any talk of Con Smythe has to include him. Absolutely has to include him. Yeah, I would agree. I would agree. And he's technically their third line center. Not technically. He is their third line center. Jack Eichel's their first and Chandler Stevenson's their okay, second. Okay, and I, I say technically in that sense yeah, because, yeah, yeah, you know, their yeah. minutes and distributions and stuff yeah, like yeah. that. Yeah. It's much like the fact that their second pairing, their technical uh, third pairing defense plays more minutes than their second pairing of defense right. of five versus right. five. Okay. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, yeah. Uh, yeah. you know, uh, the best kind of correct, as I've been told, is technically correct. Right. Okay. <laughs> But, uh, yeah, going back to the, their depth, um, it's, uh, it's impressive for both teams. It, it really is. It really is. The scoring depth has been outstanding, and, and that's the way it should be for the two teams that make the final, right? Yeah, yeah. I, would, I, would totally, uh, I would totally agree, um, although it's not what we've seen. Every year. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. It seems like we've had a lot of, recently, a lot of sort of Cinderella stories make the final. Although last year was a good one. But uh, a lot of Cinderella stories make the final. And mm-hmm. and, and those, rather unfortunately, uh, don't tend to turn into the best final. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, there's nobody in the forward core for Vegas that doesn't have a goal. And there is one person uh, who... Really, only- Phil Kessel doesn't have any goals. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they could really use his scoring That's touch a shot. now. Wow. Yeah, poor guy. I'd have him in the line. Oh, poor guy. Poor guy. What do you mean, poor guy? He's gonna get it. He might get. Well, I think he's gonna get another Stanley Cup ring out of this. That's fair. That's fair. Um. Anyways, and Colin White is the only guy in Vegas that that doesn't have uh, on uh, Florida that doesn't have a goal. Right. Um, yeah, I, I like Vegas's depth a lot better. You like it better, right? Yeah. Uh, like, it, I'd, I'd go as far as a lot better. Mm-hmm. Will Carrier, who we're going to talk more about a little bit later, Nicholas Waugh, Keegan Colasar, is a uh, devastating fourth line to me. Yep. Yep. Florida's fourth line. Yeah, all right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. What is it, Mark? It was, uh, it's Eric Stahl, Ryan Lomberg, and, uh. And yeah, Eric Stahl, uh, is it Nick Cousins? No, Nick Cousins is on the second line with Kachuk and, and, um, with, uh, Kachuk and, um, oh, come on. Kachuk and, uh, Bennett. And Bennett. Yeah. yeah Bennett's yeah. the center on that line. Yeah. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. I, I, yeah, I, I know. I know. Yeah. Eric Stahl, uh, Listerinen. Lister, Listerinen. I thought Listerinen was on their third line. Ah, uh, whatever. Yeah, anyways. anyways, yeah. You want to know why we're struggling remembering who's on it? Because they haven't played in a month. Well, because they haven't played in a month and yeah. because they were unspectacular. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Eric Stahl has been unspectacular in these playoffs. Yeah, he has. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And that's fine. I, I don't think any anybody expected Eric Stahl to be spectacular in these playoffs. No, no, I, I would agree with that. But, uh, yeah, you know what? I give the edge to Vegas. I yeah. give the edge to Vegas. You want to know why? Better depth. Oh, it's Colin White, the guy with no goals. That's who it is. 
It's Lomberg, White, and, and Stahl on the fourth line. Yeah. I give the edge to Vegas. Better depth and higher ceiling. Yep. Carlson has 10. Marchessault has 9. Stevenson has 8. Right? If you look at uh, if you look at Florida and their top scores, Kachuk has nine, Reinhardt has seven, Verhage has six. Yeah, it's 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 not close. Although Florida's played less games, fewer games, <laughs> fewer games. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> a lot fewer games, like five fewer games, haven't they? Yeah, it? yeah. So maybe that warrants uh, goals per game played, which I know is a very scary stat it's, for it's, you. It's pretty close. I, I think it's pretty close. They're actually almost identical, if I'm not mistaken. No, they're not. Goals they're not? per 60. Kachuk has 1.49. I, I meant teams, the teams themselves. Oh, okay. Yeah, I think I think they're pretty close in goals per game. Yeah. 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 So it's going to be a good series, but I, I definitely give the edge to Vegas again. Yeah. I just think that yeah. their highs are higher and their lows are higher. So mm-hmm. it's all higher. Their lows are higher and their highs are higher. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. Um, shall we do the MVUP? MVUP. For what do you think? Game? Most sure. valuable underrated player. Okay. So yeah. this is the last thing that we're going to do. Um, before we get to it, check out kencampbell.substack.com. I've been so enjoying our time today, today together, Ken, that I've not, I've forgotten to do our plugs. Check us out on Twitter at hockey no filter at Ken underscore Campbell twenty seven, of course at underscore Dylan Wah. and don't forget Apple Podcasts, leave a review, all that good stuff. Reviews help other people to see this podcast and find it. And so, if you want to prank a friend by making them have to listen to this podcast, by all means, we don't mind being listened to. Ironically. <laughs> <laughs> Um, okay. MVUP most valuable underrated player. What we wanted to do is pick a player that doesn't have like a sexy name, like, you know, obviously Kachuk or Bobrovsky or whatever. We wanted to pick somebody that sort of obviously not came out of left field for us, but you know, really surprised us with, uh, with their mm-hmm. play. Mm-hmm. And so Ken, why don't you, why don't you go first on this one? Okay. Are we going Florida or Vegas first? Let's do, uh, let's do Florida. Okay, Florida. Yeah, um, I'm going to go with one of their defensemen. Let's hear it, Gustav Forsling. Gustav Forsling. Yeah, he's, he's playing 22 minutes a game, and and he's killing penalties, and he scores, and he contributes offense, and he has been pr- basically their second best defenseman. Okay, dude. After Aaron Eckblad, I love you, but he's not playing 22 minutes a game. He's playing 26. 26. That's what I meant. 26 <laughs> minutes a game. Yeah, he's playing 26 minutes a game. Yeah. He's like, he's like, he's playing. That's crazy. He's playing more than his partner, Aaron Ekblad. Yeah. And that's because he kills so many penalties. Yeah. Yeah. And he can score. Like he had, what, 10 goals this year or something? They got this guy on waivers from Carolina a couple of years ago, and he's just done nothing but be really, really, really good for them the whole time. They've had a few good pickups like that. Mm hmm. Right, uh, Anthony Duclair yeah. is another yeah. pickup like that. Yeah. That's just you know. But see, to me, to me, Forsling is in is kind of epitomizes the Florida's defense core that they're just they're a group that is not a sexy group, right? You know, and and but they've gotten tremendous value out of that group this year. Like, like I know I keep coming back to that, but I just cannot fathom how much value they have gotten out of that group this year and in and in these playoffs 
oh, you are you're absolutely not wrong. I mean, yeah. like it's well, we're spoiler alert. We're both picking somebody off of Florida's defense mm-hmm. because the truth is, is that even like their number one defenseman right now is Brandon Montour, and we all thought that he was going to be a kind of Tyson Berry. Yeah, it's exci- pony exci- kind of exci- exciting things happen at both ends when Bar- Brandon yeah. Montour is on the ice. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, He'll yeah. help a team win. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. But we, I didn't see this coming from Brandon Montour. Did you? Not this. No, no, no. no. And so, but anyways, uh, but he was nevertheless a a uh, um, you know a highly favorable prospect. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I'm I'm going to go with Gudis. I've mentioned him several times before. He has the lowest uh, high danger shot attempts against per 60 when he's on the ice. Yeah, but that's got to do a little bit with matchups too, I think. He's not facing he's not facing the kind of players that a lot of the other guys are facing. I don't think. You know, that I think he's well, way getting to dump shelty. all over my pick, buddy. He sucks. <laughs> he sucks. <laughs> no, well, he is though, because they're running a fairly even yeah, system. Yeah, yeah, you know he's he's been on the ice. He's on the ice, you know, in penalty kill. He's on the ice in tough situations. He's on the ice in overtime when they win a series. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> and yeah. he holds a guy's stick. Yeah, yeah. That's called a veteran move. That's called a veteran move. That's called knowing that the referees aren't going to call anything and just going ahead and doing it. Did you see a few years ago in the playoffs? Somebody on Twitter. It was a former player, I think basically just translated all of the uh uh all all of these terms veteran move equals he cheated right yeah you know? yeah, yeah yeah and yeah. uh anyways is is really really funny you Rookie know mistake translated he took a suicide pass yeah yeah <laughs> yeah yeah exactly it's it very funny anyways i forget what i need to actually i want to i want to amend what i just said that the referees aren't going to call anything because they actually do like they actually call a fair bit in overtime now yeah, they actually do call a fair number of penalties in overtime. Yeah, and I wouldn't be surprised if you put, went per sixty. Whether and you, you know, nerd, you can look this up. But uh, like, if you go over six, over nerd. average, if you average, nerd, <laughs> nerd need something. If Garcon. you go no, but if you go over, put it over sixty. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if there's more penalties called in overtime than there are in 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 regulation time. I Possib- really wouldn't. I really Possibly. Wouldn't. I think that... And, but but the thing is, he knows that... It, it, a guy like him has a feel for the game, right? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So he knows that in that situation, it's probably not going to be called if, yeah. he's, if he's sly enough about it. Yeah. You know? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah I mean, for me, it's... Uh, for me, it's all of... Like, Florida has done exceptionally good things based on their depth at defense. And yeah. the value that you've talked about many times now. And uh and I think that Gudas kind of typifies that as a guy that's that's always being thought of as a bottom pair, just bruiser kind of guy, mm-hmm. just gooning it up. And I mean he does do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he <laughs> but, does that. Yeah. But yeah. here he is being such a such a valuable contributor yeah. on a team. And yeah. I've always liked him. He's always been an analytics darling. And this playoffs other than a few, shall we call microstats, overall in terms of shot share and Corsi four percentage and stuff like that, he's not looking very good. But he's passing the quote unquote eye test with flying colors. Yeah, he's yeah. doing all that stuff in front of the net. He's angling off 
there he won a race not the other day but like uh you know back when they were playing For, yeah 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 he, he won yeah. A, a puck race down the boards he pivoted and, and yeah yeah and hustled yeah. back and, yeah i remember that yeah, yeah. like it, it, there's he's he's doing things that we didn't expect him to do right and in a real sense, they all are. You could have just thrown a dart at a at a board with you know the Florida defenseman and made yeah. an argument for oh, why yeah, they're yeah, the yeah. MVP. Yeah, yeah, right. But yeah, I think that it's very stark what he's doing that we didn't think or I didn't think was, yeah. was in his toolbox. And right. I've always even liked I've li- I've always liked him. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't think that stuff like this okay. was in his toolbox. So mm-hmm. that's why he's my MVP for Florida. Okay. Uh, you want to go for Vegas? Vegas, I'm I'm going to go with Ivan Barbashev, and I mean. I, I know he's playing on the top line. I know he's playing with really good players. No, he's but playing he with Jack Eichel the, and Jonathan Marsh. Well, he wasn't a throwaway. I mean, St. Louis knew they weren't going to be able to sign him. Right. So they traded him for, for Zachary Dean, who was the 30th overall pick in 2021. I think I said last year earlier in the podcast. Yeah. But it was actually 2021. Um, who's, you know, going to be a good player. Yeah. Um, he better be really good because Bar- <laughs> Barbashev has been excellent. Like that one goal that he scored in the Dallas series, that, 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 that deke in front of the net and, and just, you know, just the fact that, you know, the guy, I, I just think he's, he's never really like, he's getting a chance to play in the lineup commensurate with his his skill like he's always like coming out of junior hockey in the quebec league and that he was a 95 point guy right you know so like it's like it shouldn't be a surprise that he's able to produce some offense and he's done so for uh you know for them with you know 15 points in 17 games and i and he was really good for them down the stretch after he came back from the deadline Mm -hmm. so you know there's a guy that you know you can plug in like right now, he's playing left wing on the first line. Yeah, with Eichel and Marcheseau. Yeah, I mean, he could play left wing on the fourth line. You know, with with Juan Colasar, if he had to. You know, he can play anywhere up and down the lineup, and he's a versatile guy, and he's contributing some some offense, and you know, just another sort of tip of the cap to Vegas and their depth and their and just the the waves that they come at you with, you know? Yeah, but like and and let's be honest, he's playing left wing first line because they wanted to be deeper. Mm-hmm. It's not because they went, wow, this is the best player on our team because that was Chandler Stevenson's role. Right, but he's their, he's their second line center. But he's yeah. their second line center. Yeah, now. yeah, exactly. And much like right, exactly, and that's the right. right it allows Eichel, it allows them to move Chandler Stevenson to second line center, and then that you know that bumps somebody down to third line, and yeah, exactly. Yeah, William Carlson's yeah, the, William Carlson's the third line center, third line center yeah. and Mark Stone then gets to go with Chandler Stevenson and insulate right. that. And Jonathan Marcheseau, who's had an incredible playoffs, has got up with Jack Eichel. Like it, it Ivan Barbashev being there, yeah. and filling that role competently which i didn't think that he like you know if if you if you're playing nhl 23 ivan barbashev is not your top line left winger right right, right. Yeah, you know yeah, yeah but he him being there and filling that role competently is uh is what's allowing a lot of what vegas's depth is and i yeah. and i agree with you there and i also to to go back to my point about the trade deadline um of all of the incredible big names that were moved remember we tried to predict who was that guy? This might be him. This is this, him. This is it. This is him. It is. This is him. Yeah. You're always trying to like I am. I don't. You're not. People aren't. But at the trade deadline, I, I'm always trying to find that one trade where it's like, 
what's the one trade that goes under the radar a little bit that puts a team over the top? And yeah, yeah, this Bingo. is it. This yeah. is it. So for me, it's uh, it's uh, Will Carrier. Mm-hmm. Um, he's just he's always in the middle of it. Yeah, you looked at even especially like last night's game. I already had Carrier in my mind for this, and then watching last night's game kind of cemented it a little bit. Where the fourth line, like the fourth line, changed momentum a few times against Dallas, and they did what essentially what a fourth line should do for me, right? Like you're not necessarily expected to score a lot of goals in the fourth line, but grind it out, make well, and, them tired, and, and, yeah, and 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 be a difference maker in a, in a whatever way it takes to be a difference maker. Yeah. Whether that's a big hit or a, a you know, a zone where or, or a shift where you have the puck in their zone and you get a couple of chances or whatever, yeah. or you respond after you get scored on or whatever. Yeah. 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 So, uh, Carrier is like top six on his team for most metrics, Corsi four stuff like that. So he's doing well in all of those departments. Yeah. Uh, his high danger shot attempts are is like top three on his team. Yeah. And like I said, it's not, it's not that he's going to go up and put six goals, but it's that he's going to go up and put himself in a position to score six goals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You know, a fourth liner tends to not have the God given talent of a first liner tends to, right. Tends to. And, what they need to do though, is they need to force the team to defend because you still have to defend them as if they do. You can't just say, "Hey, Carrie, go and spend four minutes in the slot," and you know what I mean. And but but even more, like you you you, you have to defend them, but like but like they can really grind you down. You know, they might not score a goal in a game, but they're yeah. gonna have the puck in the offensive zone. They're gonna be creating chances. They're gonna be hitting guys. Yeah, that's they're gonna the and point. so and so that's that's where like it's like. You know, you think, ah, oh, well, we're playing against their fourth line. You know, here's a little break. No, there's heavy lifting involved here. Yeah. There's some real heavy lifting involved here. And as a series goes on, that wears that wears a team down. That's, you know? That's exactly my point. You're, yeah. for, you're forcing a team to defend. Yeah. And it's harder to defend than it is to offend. <laughs> as, <laughs> as I well know, because I offend people regularly. Yes. yes. Um but it is it's harder to defend because you you don't you don't have control of the play you're chasing pucks instead of passing pucks Correct. it's as simple as that yep and so uh, uh Carrier has been dangerous every night and is forcing teams to defend him every night and it seems like every night i i walk away being like who stuck out my mind today and I, other than the obvious ones yeah 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 <laughs> Carrier okay sticks out in my mind almost every night so mm-hmm. yeah Let's do some dribs and drabs and then uh, hit the bricks. Hit the bricks, as they say. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Bounce you out on your ear, as they say. William Carrier, one of the original misfits, too. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. How, who's who's there? Riley Smith, Jonathan Marcheseau. Yeah. And William uh, Carrier. Is Nicholas Waugh an original? I'm not sure. I don't believe so, but Carlson was. Carlson? Yep. Yeah. Yeah, on defense. Trying to think of whether or not any other defensemen are original misfits. Uh, uh, Theodore. Theodore was a no. Theodore was not a misfit. He wasn't. No. Yes, he was. Was he? Yeah, yeah. I'm. I'm. I'm almost certain he was a misfit. 
Watch this. I'll be wrong. <laughs> okay, Ken, we're all watching. No, because that was everybody kept saying, "Why did Anaheim let this guy go?" Or, or they they tra- it was a trade. Yeah, but it was a trade so that they wouldn't take somebody else. Was it? Yes, it Maybe, was. Because I and, remember and it was a trade, trade. It was a trade before the before the uh, expansion draft. Okay, so I remember him going in a trade, and so seventeen eighteen. He's an original misfit. Ah, yep. Well, there you go. Yeah. It was for futures, and it was so they wouldn't take Whoever somebody. Else. I can't remember who it was. I'm, I'm. It's starting to get cloudy. What an absolute white cloudy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, wow. Wow. Wild. Yeah. So there you go. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. I, I guess we have to make a prediction here, eh? Vegas. <laughs> yeah, Vegas in six. I'm going to say in six. I think it's going to be a good series. I think it's going to be a really good series. I get, I think it's going to be Vegas in like three of their wins will be like those four ones at four one wins that you're talking about. Yeah. And then and then the two Florida wins will be double overtime. No, I, and, I think that Florida's going to spank Vegas at least once. You think so? Eh? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think that Florida's yeah. going to spank Vegas at yeah. least once. And it's going to be one of those games where like. Bob has like sixty saves. Yeah, yeah, and and loses t- loses. Or, or Florida no, only yeah, puts yeah. up like twenty shots. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. scores six of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it's going to be like, oh, Florida way. You know. Anyways, I think that I think that Florida is going to spank Vegas at least once. Okay. Um, but also, sorry, before we get on to that prediction, while well, we're already off it, but last round, eh? I'm a twofer. Oh, good for you. Yeah, I'm I, an Ofer, I, took, I think I took sure. Florida and uh, yeah. and Vegas. Yeah, and Florida was the one that I actually believed in. Vegas, I just thought was such a coin toss that, uh, and it turns out that I should have reversed those. I should have actually believed in. No, actually, that was that was pretty correct. Yeah, I believed in Florida. They swept them, so I'm good. Okay, we're good, good here. Good. Yeah. Okay. I just like being as right as possible. Hmm. Uh, and, and then this way, uh, I can sleep at night and I feel right. good about myself. Okay. Yeah. I can look myself in the mirror. <laughs> really? <laughs> With that body? Okay. Go ahead. Have you seen my, <laughs> <laughs> have you seen my beard? It's wonderful. It's magnificent. It's, it's... I put the beard butter in. Oh, and that's what I wanted to do. Oh, I wanted to butter, shout yeah. out a fella that I was getting a shirt for the wedding that I'm going up, that I'm going to soon. And I was at Scarborough Town Center and there's a guy that's uh, in in Scarborough Town Center that's selling, and he's and he's uh, he makes the, all the stuff himself, and he's a local guy. And I just you know, it's, and I can't remember the name of his. Business so what did now. he make? The beer butter or the shirt? The beard butter. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. He okay, makes the yeah, beard yeah. butter and the oils oh, and all the different okay. stuff. Okay. And he, yeah. Yeah. He's a local guy and a young guy. And so I thought, uh, okay, but now great. I can't remember. He's right out front of International Clothiers. Oh, great. So our, our listeners in, you know, there's three in Los Angeles will know the International Clothiers in Scarborough Town Center. Let me tell you if you're visiting from another city and you come to Toronto, don't go to Scarborough Town Center. <laughs> yeah, because it'll take you three hours to get there. <laughs> You can take the RT and have to stop in front of the city dump. Yeah. <laughs> Midland Station, everyone holds their breath when those doors open. Oh, yeah. It's amazing how Is everyone it? just yeah. knows it. Yeah. Anyways, RT is going to be gone soon. Nobody cares. No, no, not soon. Not soon. Not soon. Not soon. <laughs> what are you, unfamiliar with city projects? <laughs> yeah, I know that they knock it down real quick and then it takes them a while to build a new one. Yeah. Thank you, Lakeshore. Okay. Let's get out of here. You want to... You wanna, 
make a, th- a few mentions before we get out of here? Oh, I don't know. I, uh, yeah, I mean, world championships. I mean, I think it's... it's. How do you feel about Sam Montebo now? I feel okay about him. I, I don't think he's spectacular. I mean, I, you know, I mean, the world championships is... It, world championship is not what it was. It's diminished. I mean, and it, and it's further diminished, of course, by the fact that Russia's not there. Yep. Um, but that's not to take anything away from the incredible things that Latvia and Germany did in this tournament. Yeah. Like, I, I love that Canada won the tournament, but they weren't even close to the most compelling story in the tournament. Right. I mean, they had a fairly ragtag team, but you know what? I'm, I'm at the point now where if Canada goes into any hockey tournament at any level under any circumstances, they should be a gold medal favorite. I totally agree. They should be a gold medal favorite. I like, totally agree. Like, there's no plucky underdog Canadian team ever. Yeah. You know? Um, but what Latvia did and what Germany did was pretty special, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and and I'd like to think that it's going to, you know, help grow the game globally. Mm-hmm. But I've been burned too many times. I've been burned too many times. I've seen Switzerland do this way too many times. Thinking, oh, yeah, the Swiss are now going to be a, you know, a legitimate hockey power. And, you know, sometimes they're good and sometimes they suck. Yeah, but and, the Swiss are, have, made it, have, have made it to middling hockey power status. Middling, but but they're not, you know what I mean? Like they, Germany is you know, getting there. For ex- yeah, they're getting there. But, I, yeah. And, and, yeah, and I mean, Germany, what you look at with Germany is not this. You okay, look at the fact that Ger- in- Germany, they've got, you know, They've got Leon Dreisaitl and Tim Stutzla. Yeah. Leon Dreisaitl, who's the best player, one of the best players in the world, and Tim Stutzla, who's also a player in the world. No, he's also a very, he's, he's a, he's an outstanding player, you know? So to me, like, I, like I keep hearing people say, yeah, this is going to grow the game. This is going to, you know, Latvia this, you know, Germany that. Like, it's great that they do these things, but nothing is going to grow the game in those places more than building arenas and 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 funding the program. Yeah. You know, and until they do that, then these are going to be one-offs. Like there's 24 arenas in in indoor arenas in Latvia. Right. 24 arenas. Yeah. This is There's 24 I can I could drive to 24 arenas within 20 minutes I bet you in Toronto. Oh, easily. Well, yeah. not twenty minutes. No, because within, Toronto traffic. Okay, within no, no. Seriously, within an hour, I could drive to twenty-four arenas. Within an hour, you could probably drive to fifty. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so like, I mean, that's the thing, right? Like, these yeah. stories are wonderful, and I love them, and I think it's great. Like, I love it when you can see Canada, Germany, Latvia as the as the medal winners. Like, yeah. that's fantastic. But it's not going to grow the game in Europe unless. The European federations and their sports governing bodies actually put the money into development and infrastructure. And that's expensive. Like, that's expensive. It's a lot of money. And, I mean, this isn't just a Canadian problem, right? Like, it's an expensive sport to play. Yeah. So. Germany's been doing it. They have been. And they, now the DEL in the last 10 years went and, from. I mean, Mort Sider is, you know, another guy. Like, yeah. they've got Dreisaitl, Sider, and Stutzla. Yeah. I mean, two of those guys didn't play in this tournament, but you know, you've got the Calder winner from last year. Yeah. You've got one of the best players in the world, you know, a hard trophy winner, and you've got Tim Stutzla who seems to be a guy who's going to be capable of scoring 100 points in this league for 
a, a considerable yeah. period of time. Yeah. But the but the DEL ten years ago was on par with like hockey a ten. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It was not a, yeah, which yeah. is which yeah. is for those listening, the third best league in Sweden. Um because there's Liga Allsvenskan yeah. ten. Yeah, yeah. And uh which is a good league. Don't get yeah, me wrong, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Um but like now the DEL is maybe the fourth best league in Europe. If you go Russia, Sweden, Finland, yeah. Germany. Yeah, Germany, Switzerland, yeah. Germany, teams. Switzerland, yeah, yeah, one of those yeah, two. Yeah. But but they started investing in it. Right. So they started investing in it and now their youth are coming up mm-hmm. and now their league is better. Yep. And now it's you know, and uh France has started investing into uh Magnus Ligue de Magnus, mm-hmm. I think is what it's called, is the number one division in France. Like, I, I think that there is going to be a path forward in Europe. And, uh, you know, even uh, there's 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 a few former LA Kings that are in Australia right now because their hockey season is being played right now. Right. right. And, uh, you know, I, I love this sport. I, I want to see it have international success and I want to see more people... Mm-hmm. Like I said about non-traditional markets at the beginning of the the podcast, I love watching. I love watching European hockey, and they're singing the songs like they would in soccer and stuff like well, that. The, and, and the Latvians are great for that. Like the Latvians, the Latvians are ridiculous. Are they, they follow the team all over the place, whether they win, lose, or you know, lose by ten or whatever. Yeah. And yeah. you know, I mean, fifty thousand people were in Riga yesterday. Right. They made it an official day off. The government said it's a day off <laughs> yeah. for winning a bronze medal. These guys were treated like heroes. Yeah. Which they are. Which they are. Yeah. I mean, it's the first international medal they've won in a Division One tournament ever. Right. You know? So yeah. it's fantastic. It's wonderful. It's great to see. Yeah. I just hope that this is a springboard to something and not just a not just a one-off wonderful story that we have, you know. Yeah. 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 And yeah, then, you know, here we go in the NHL with we're waiting for a lot of shoes to drop, you know, off the ice yeah. with with hirings and that sort of thing and like I said, I think, you know, you'll see a flurry of or maybe not a flurry, but a you know, a few moves made between now and Saturday and then I would suspect until the playoffs are done and before the draft it'll go it'll go silent again. Okay, so we're way over time now. Okay. But let me ask you just one bold prediction before we get out of here. Mm-hmm. What happens first? Dubas gets another job or the Leafs get another GM? Ooh. Ooh. I think Dubas gets another job. And with that, you've been listening to Hockey Unfiltered with Ken Campbell. <laughs> what, you don't? I don't know. It just seemed to be a strange place to just let it go. Oh. Yeah. You want to linger a little more? I don't know. I mean, I think the Dubas thing depends on when the Ottawa Senators get sold. Like, yeah. I'm just, I know that the, I know the Pittsburgh job is Dubas's to take if he wants it. Yeah. I just don't know that he wants it. I wouldn't. I, I think it, I think it's, it's kind of a, it's well, kind I of would, like but, plan B. You know what yeah. I mean? It's kind of plan B because I, I think everybody sees that what direction this is going in. You know, I think everybody sees that. Yeah, and, and so and so then now you you know you have a chance to take over a roster like the Ottawa Senators that has a lot of promise and you know really needs some work defensively, but but has a lot of promise. So mm-hmm. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. 
Yeah, well, Dubas has proven that he can take young rosters and and rise them up to mediocrity. (laughs) In the playoffs. In the regular season, he can rise them up to excellence. How fast do you think Sheldon Keefe becomes the coach of the Ottawa Senators in that case? (laughs) Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. (laughs) Replacing another former Leaf assistant coach, DJ Smith. Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Yep. Nice. All right, let's get out of here. Yep. All right, check out kencampbell.substack.com for this podcast directly into your inbox. Of course, Ken's other excellent writing. Check us out at Hockey No Filter on Twitter at Ken underscore Campbell 27 at underscore Dylan Wah. And don't forget to check us out at Apple Podcasts. Do leave a review. That helps others find us. And thank you. We will talk to you soon.